0: on today's locked on texans podcast it's partially the draft show Cody and I look at whether or not it's smart for the houston texans to trade back in the draft and where should and when should the houston texans take a running back you are locked on texans your daily houston texans podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome everybody to this Thursday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If this is your first time listening or watching the Locked On Texans podcast, thank you for stopping by and letting your ears please subscribe, like, and comment on the Locked On Texas podcast to the Locked On Texas podcast on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. If this is your first, second, third one thousandth time returning hmm. back. Thank you for lending your ear for another episode as Cody and I continue to talk. Texans on the other side of the of the screen, y'all know who it is: Texas credential media member, sports of the own Cody Davis. I'm your Texans football analyst, John Some Sports Guy Hickman. For today's show, we are looking at a third coach leaving D'Amico Ryan's coaching staff to find another home. When should the Houston Texans draft a running back? Hmm. And should the Texans trade back in the draft? Before we dive into all of that, today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. You will enjoy Uh, That app, I know I have, and you will enjoy those $20 off. Inflation's at an all-time high, right? And it feels like it ain't nothing cheap. So make sure that you use that uh, promo code. Now for the Houston Texans, they now have eight picks in the NFL draft. They have a first rounder. They have one second rounder. They have one third rounder. They have two fourth rounders, Hmm. and they have three seventh rounders. And this is a team, mind you, that have to fill the void of twenty-eight players, whether it be by retaining them, their free agents that they have pending, uh, or whether it be by replacing them, finding different bodies. And of course, we know that in a situation like that, it'll be a good combination of, of you know replacing and retaining. So for the Houston Texans, they gave up a lot of draft capital when they moved up to go get Will Anderson. Nobody is complaining here about that decision, <laughs> by the way. I'd do it again tomorrow and add additional picks if I had to. I, we're not, we're not going to complain about it, but <laughs> Cody, the realization is for the Houston Texans, you know, those eight picks, three in the seventh round, I think that's probably where you can maybe find a couple of special teamers. Or mm-hmm. if there's a hidden gem that's been sleeping and sliding and failed to the seventh round, maybe there. I think for Houston with those three seventh-round picks that may look to trade up to get into the sixth round. This is yeah. Nick Casario we are talking about. But they sit at number 23. From number 23, and I want to shout out Texas Twitter. I want to shout out Patrick Storm. I want to shout out uh, <laughs> Dr. Barrett. Uh, I want to shout out Barrett because I got this idea while I was listening to a uh, Texas Twitter space yesterday, and I thought it would be a good idea to talk about. We haven't gotten to it yet is when should if the texans should trade back in this year's draft to get some more draft capital
1: I, one it depends on the asking price but in my humble opinion john I'm going to say no, because the Texans, they are not in a position where they go for first and foremost, how far they're going to trade back because they are already at pick number 23. So do you trade out of the first round in general and get like an additional second round pick or whatever the case might be? Uh, That would be that's like the first issue do I have. And two, and most importantly, Yes, the Houston Texans have won a combined 11 games this season, 10 in the regular season, and of course, the wild card game against the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. Um, this is a team that we are all expecting to go on over the next, let's say, three to five years to achieve something special to accomplish something special uh we feel that the foundation is set for this franchise to to, to go places with the miko ryan cj will tank and everybody else involved we feel like this team has you know the, the coaching the players to bring this franchise to a place where it's never been however john they are still pretty early but well, i'm not gonna say early let's say they are officially in phase two of their rebuild and i don't think they are in a position where they can miss out on drafting a player in the first round or even further later in the first round. Like I just look at it from a standpoint, the Texans, man, this is going to be a very important offseason because every single move that they make is going to be, how can we get to that next level? And I just feel like if they trade out of from number 23 and let's say for the sake of this argument, they get, you know, the 20, not the 20, the 33 pick or whatever the case might be. I don't want to see them miss out on the top tier talent in that first round just because you're trading back.
0: You know, I think this is a very fun but important conversation to have this discussion because I think whether or not Houston trades back in a draft, I think it has a lot of different factors. Number one, how did they go about free agency? How did they leave free agency? Did they bring in guys? that were top-heavy, and so the rest of the roster suffered in terms of their structure and building it up in terms of talent? Or was it a more balanced draft, I me mean, uh free, agent, free agency period? And from there, now you want to add more of the top-tier talent because if you come out top-heavy from free agency and the rest of that draft, or the rest of the uh, roster, excuse me, the rest of the roster kind of uh, suffering a little bit, then yeah you, you need to trade back you would need to get those additional picks uh you would need to say you know what 23 we need more to fill out the rest of this roster but i think if you have a more balanced uh free agency like you're not overspending on guys you make the right decisions you're bringing back guys that fit your roster that you already have a relationship with and you're adding to that right then you look at the number 23 overall pick and you say to yourself We need a top-tier talent, and that top-tier talent can come in any position. We've talked a lot about the cornerback position here and what Houston can do with the number 23 overall pick. If you don't necessarily address it in free agency or – because Nelson, that until the 19th to get something done with him, but Desmond King is going to be a free agent. That still only leaves – two cornerbacks that you can really trust on his roster if you get a deal done with Steven Nelson, if you work out an extension with Steven Nelson, right? But she got to fill that void. You still need to look at wide receiver. You still need to look at the defensive line. You still need to look at safety. So if you go through free agency and, and, okay, we hit on this position, we hit on this position, we hit on this position, but we missed out on this position, then with the number 23 overall pick, there may be a guy because I I think one thing Barrett and Patrick Storm put it, they put it this way: the there's a lot of talent in between 23 and maybe 40 that can fit on this roster, whether it's D tackle, whether it's edge, whether it's receiver, uh, whether whether it's cornerback, whether, whether it's you know, whatever it is, between 23, between 20 and 40, talent is there. Um, but ultimately I think it comes down to how Houston addresses free agency and how they come out of it. Um, Top heavy team, you're going to need more picks. Balanced team, 23 is perfect. And I think depending on well, based off of what we've seen from Nick Casario, do we think he's going to have a top heavy free agency or do we think he's going to have a more balanced free agency? I I still see Nick Casario doing a lot of these one or two year deals while adding some of the uh, maybe closer to tier one, tier one players. Maybe get a tier one and then a lot of different one- or two-year deals to keep that window open. Um,
1: I'm actually kind of interested to see how Nick Cassero is going to go about free agency and the draft because – I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see him commit more long-term to the players because, yes, in the past, we have seen him do those one- to two-year deals. But, John, like we talked about before, that was literally just him just trying to get to the mark that you needed in order to have a roster and a team to compete in the 2021 season and 2022 season and during the early part of 2023 as well before – you know, we realize okay, the Texans really have something special here. Plus, you you was all he was also dealing with a lot of players not wanting to come here. He's not gonna have that issue anymore. I mean, sure. I mean, just take a look at the players that we have talked about over the, the 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 past month since the season ended. These people, these players are not going to just say, you know what, I'm signing with the Houston Texans, you know, just to put out good film in hopes to get to my next best team. No, they're going to want to come here because they like, look, I feel my potential can also help the Houston Texans get to a place that they've never been, and this is going to be a situation where Nick Casario is going to have an opportunity to sign X player for three to four years because this is going to be a player that they feel that can get them to championship contention, playoff contention.
0: So you're sticking at 23.
1: I'm staying at 23. Even if you go and get, let's say – if you go out and sign DJ Reader and he's your top-tier defensive tackle, I'm staying at 23 because you could use that pick in and, and filling in another void. Because remember, like I alluded to this a couple days ago, you take a look at that safety position. Mm-hmm. If you miss out on the top-tier safeties um in free agency, pick number 23 can give you an opportunity to get arguably the best or second best safety in the draft. And new it's gonna be interesting to Miami. see how they use that.
0: Yeah, uh, that's tough, man. I I think, uh, I I think I would probably stay at 23. Uh, but again, I think that, and to your point, it does depend on if there's a different game plan from Nick Casario. And and in fairness, I'm only going off what we've seen, but what we've seen from Nick wasn't any uh, 11 win total season team. -hmm. With a quarterback already, right? So now the expectations are different. And if the expectations are different, you move accordingly. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you, getting to your way mentally. uh, And it's important to let that issue out, especially to someone who's unbiased. In your life. Uh, I'm a huge advocate of therapy. Um, and I think it's important to list some things like could just today. I'm gonna say something about how I feel, which is, and you may even feel a little bit the same, which is the Houston Rockets in their rotations and they're coaching right now. It doesn't sit well with me, it bothers me. I'm watching games and I can. Really feel my blood pressure boiling because of some of the dumb mistakes that I'm seeing from the uh, coaching staff, Udoka, and, uh, you know, back and forth with the players as well. No, nah, it's supposed to be phase 2 mm-hmm. Phase two this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's boiling my blood, and it's, I'm, it's, it's happening right now, now that the coaches start to do that. But uh, on a serious note, guys, um, th- therapy is important. Speaking to somebody about whatever is blocking your way for improvement is important. And I know therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams, bigger than the Houston Rockets, of course. And it's important to get things off of your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suitable to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month.
1: Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans. First and foremost, on a serious note, um, prayers up to Kansas City. We all know what happened, what took place during their championship parade, man. Um, And it's heartbreaking. I'm not going to lie to you guys, man. Today is just one of those days where it's kind of hard to come on here and talk about sports um when we know you know the stuff that's happening you know in our country um and right here in the city of houston there there was you know uh, another incident that took place sunday during the super bowl at lakewood church but um prayers up to all the victims and stuff man speedy recovery to everybody in the the hospital that's fighting for their lives and um yeah it's, it's just a sad day another sad day in our in our country but the, the sad part about it, this is something that that happens too often. But continue here, on. continue
0: Way here on this and 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 this. I don't want to go in the soapbox, but yeah, I, I don't either. But I, I just want to say again, Cody, thank you for starting it off. Press to the to the families from not only KC but Lakewood. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate the, the even the thought of any idea of. Will will the NFL look to ban parades now? I and mean, not because just the
1: NFL, but all leagues in general.
0: All, all leagues in general, because of the foolishness, the dumbness, to just ignorance from people who have nothing better to do in their lives than ruin other people's lives because of their situation.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's, it's a tough day. This it's a tough. They day. need better help. <laughs> yeah, they, they they need a lot. But um, continuing here on this latest installment of Locked On Texans, going back to draft talk. John, I think this is a very interesting topic that we're about to have. Because the one thing, whether a fan, whether a reporter, analyst that I never understood was the narrative of it's not good to draft a running back. Well,
0: in the first round.
1: You say in the first round, some people are like, you could get them later in the round. Some people are like, I'm I'm forever fine signing an undrafted free agent running back. No disrespect to all of the undrafted players, but they're undrafted for a reason. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and say that. But the the one thing when you when you talk about the Houston Texans in their draft, and it's the first time since John and myself been covering this team where it's kind of tricky to get prepared for the draft because majority of what they're going to do in the draft is going to be based off of what takes place in free agency. And the one thing I love about covering the NFL over the NBA is the fact that you have an opportunity to go through free agency before you go through the draft. I always thought it was stupid in the NBA to have the draft before free agency. However, the NFL, I think they got it right on that standpoint. And we are all sitting here talking about um Josh Jacobs we we're sitting here talking about Saquon Barkley and I think those are the top two top running backs that the Texans should definitely try to get in for agency however John like we talked about a couple days ago if they miss out on both of those players what is going to be the contingency plan moving forward I think the best contingency plan will be to bring back Devin Singletary But I also feel like then you're going to have to shift your focus into the draft and really study and take a look at these prospects coming out to improve your backfield because, look – The one thing that I think we all know about Bobby Sloy, especially with him coming into year two, he's definitely going to try to utilize the run a lot more. Thankfully, Devin Singletary came in and saved that running back group, the run game, because if it wasn't from him, we probably would not be sitting here talking about the promises of the Houston Texans and them winning 11 total games in 2023 and all this other good stuff. Um, John, I put it like this, man. They have eight picks in this year's draft. If I'm the Houston Texans, I'm looking at this from a standpoint. If you miss out on those two top running backs in free agency, I will say you have to draft a running back in round 3. That pick that you got from Philadelphia, you you have to use it from there. And I understand that this running back Class coming out in this year's draft is not that good, John. You might love this. I think the number one rated running back coming in this year's draft is oh, not that oh, Texas. If, if, and, and also if Jonathan Brooks, you're talking about a guy who had a phenomenal season filling in for B. John Robinson. You're talking oh, about a guy off of injury, yeah, he's coming off of injury. But I think if he's there when you get to that third round, you got to take him because there's no way in the world. You can go into the 2024 season with a similar running back group that you had this past year because, in order for them to take the next step, especially with Bobby Sloyd as your play caller, you
0: definitely need to make sure that you revamp this team. I don't think he'd be there in the third round. I think he's going to be the first running back taken off the board. I think he's going to be around the second round. So, do you take him in the uh, second? I, 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 and and this is based (laughs) off of whether or not they don't get. Yeah. the top running backs in the – in the, no, I don't take them in a second. I don't. Really? Because I think I think wide receiver would be – a more, if we stick to what the Texans have now, 23, mm-hmm. 59, uh, the mm-hmm. third rounder. They have two fourth-round picks, by the way. Then I think wide receiver would still be a more pressing need. Over running back? Over running back, yes, I do. But I also feel like they're – you know, Cody, you mentioned the third rounder, the two fourth-rounders for Houston. Uh, They have the 86 overall pick. They have 123 and and 127 in the fourth round. I like Bucky Irvin out of Oregon. Uh, I think you can get him late. I like uh, Ray Davis, the kid from Kentucky. I think you can get him later as well. But when should the Texans draft the running back? I think it's their fourth round. You got two picks to use. They're close by each other. 123, 127. Uh, You look at you know, the, the approach could be there's going to be a guy here that fits. And one thing John Crumpler of the Texan Wire said that there was no running back that stood out from the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. So now we're looking at pro days. Now we're looking at combines. Now we're going to get a full view and look of the running back class in this totality. Uh, I think it's like three running backs come out of Texas this year. I could be wrong, but they got a lot of talent coming out for, for their position. Ut, uh, we didn't get an opportunity to see some of the other guys, some of the more top tier guys. Maybe not the seniors of the draft, but the 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 the, the sophomore, the, the third year sophomore, the juniors, or whatever the case is. So now we're going to get a good view of the other talents that's coming out at, at that position. And I like Bucky Arby from Oregon. I really do. I think that he could be a very good pickup at number number maybe what like one twenty three or one twenty seven. Like I said, if you want to get him in the third round. Go right ahead, but I think that may be a reach for him as well. But in that fourth round, that's where I think the Houston Texans should look to draft for in the back. And listen, if you retain motor, Devin Singletary, and you mm-hmm. and you draft a, a guy in that fourth round, then now you're looking at the veteran presence already. You're still looking at a young buck coming out of this year's draft. And for what it's worth, I know a lot of y'all may be like, well, you, even don't, you didn't like him this year. You still have Damian Pierce on their roster, and I, and I, I think you can still add. I think you can still add talent from uh, the seventh round to their running back field. Um, so I'm going fourth round is where I think the Houston Texans should look to target a running back. If they fall in love with Brooks, they'll be at the pro day. If they fall in love with him, then they fell in love with him. But to draft him in the second round. That means you probably traded out from 23 and acquired more picks to help fill out the roster.
1: Um, I could kind of see where you're going with that last statement, John. But first off, I don't think they should prioritize wide receiver over running back. That's just me because your wide receiver is it's at least set with Nico and, and well enough. no 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 no. I was also gonna say, I was also gonna say. There, You actually have talent that I believe they're going to get quality talent in free agency. Tyler Boyd from from Cincinnati, once again, he's a free agent. He would be perfect to to slide in as your number three wide receiver or however you want to look at it because there's no one in the world I could see Cincinnati retaining him when you got to pay one of your top two wide receivers in T Higgins. And I definitely don't think T Higgins is going to leave. And there's other guys in free agency that I know is going to want to come here and play with CJ, play alongside Tank, play alongside Nico. I I, I just look at it from a standpoint. I have more faith in Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan to improve the wide receiving core with veterans in free agency. As for the running back group, like I mentioned, outside of Saquon and, and, and Jacobs, They're going to have to try to get one of these top running backs coming out of the draft. And that's why I said, if anything, I feel like they should at least draft a running back in the third round. Now, I understand Jonathan Brooks is coming off an injury. Maybe that's going to play into the fact of him probably falling down to the third round or whatever the case might be. But I just look at him as a player. Look, when healthy. He can definitely come in and help this Houston Texans run game. And John, to your point about having a veteran that can help you, you can still get one of the top running backs, retain motor, and, it's, and that's still going to be be that's still going to be a priority for that young man and for that team. Pairing him with a veteran that can help him excel even more in his career. Plus, understand that you still got Damian Pierce on the roster as of now. The key word is as of now looking back how last year went looking at the potential changes that 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 this team will and 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 should make when we get to training camp and i know we are looking months and months and months ahead but when we start talking about guys that's on a bubble making a 53 man roster is damian pierce gonna be one of those guys Mm. i don't want the texans to put their hope and faith Mm. into a player and i hate to say it because i love damian pierce as a person and as a player but i don't want the texans to jeopardize their rushing attack because they want they feel like they are in a position to give Damian Pierce another opportunity to prove what he can do. And look, don't don't just take it for me. I'm gonna play this clip once again. This is what Coach Demico Ryan's had to say about improving the run game this offseason.
0: The running game will be uh, significant for us to improve upon. I think as you see as you go throughout this game, especially in the postseason. Right, teams that win games you got to be able to run the football. Right and sustained, and we weren't able to accomplish that versus the Ravens, and it showed up. So we have definitely areas to improve, uh, many different areas, but run game is one of those areas for sure. You shouldn't have to worry about when you buy your next ticket to the next big event with Game Time. They are the fastest and easiest way to buy all your tickets for all of the sporting events, music events, comedy, theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Some of my favorite experiences with the GameTime app, listen, they got the views from your seats. That's my favorite uh, experience. I love to see where I'd be able to sit. They also offer, again, the lowest price guarantee, even Event cancellation protection and job loss protection. So, if something happens or you're not able to make it or change in your life, they'll give you your money back. Guaranteed it's already taken care of. And with zone deals, you pick the section. Game time picks the seats for big time savings. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, the lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome back in. Locked on Texans listeners and viewers. Before we close out today's show, a little bit of information and news. The Texans are going to lose out on uh, first-year safety coach uh, Stephen Adokogi. He will be hired by Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines for their defensive back spot. So now that leaves a void uh, in terms of coaching for the Houston Texans. They also get an opportunity to retain assistant offensive line coach, Cole Popovich, who I think did a very good job Hmm. uh, with the Houston Texans this year, all things considered. Now we got to give him the tools that he needs to improve. And the only tools I think will be – getting healthy and getting guys back in their position where they mm-hmm. excelled at, but for Coach Steven, uh, now Houston has a void at the safety position. I don't know I don't think we know here if, if, if it'll be an in-house promotion from somebody that's already on the coaches staff to coach the safeties, but I'll say this. Based off of his long year here in Houston and what we saw, the safeties took a dive. The Production from the safeties took a dive. Now again, I I don't think a lot of people saw how impactful MJ Stewart and Eric Murray were for this team before they got hurt at their safety position, which is crazy to say. Um, but they were constantly battling injuries. So I gotta I gotta take that into account. They were constantly battling injuries, but just I think Jalen Petrie's decline is where you look at the entire group and say, This is the problem, hmm. and what happened? Uh, why is he so bad from last year? But congrats to Coach Steven, who will be taking on a new role, uh, a DB role at Coach at Michigan.
1: Hmm. Um. My, my favorite part in all of this is the fact that they had an opportunity to contain Coach Popovich. Um, that offensive line, man, shout out to everybody involved, man, because we all know the story, man. The very first major injury of the season came on came on the offensive line, but I think it was the second week of training camp. Scott Quisenberry goes down. Um, a couple days later, Titus Howard goes down, and then it was just an avalanche from there. Um, almost every single week, we came on this show talking about this offensive lineman is out for the season. This offensive lineman is going to, you know, be out for a significant amount of time. But that offensive line, the the, the coachings that the coach that took place they did a phenomenal job um with the makeshift o-line you know adding players in taking players out and outside of what let's say probably four or five games offensive line played really well um and to understand how important coaching is all you got to do is take a look at juice Scruggs. um juice scrub missed you know what half of the preseason with the hamstring injury and half, half of the season. regular season. You know, he came in, I think he I think he got his I think he made his debut in what, week 9 or week 10, Um, uh, right after I think it was Jerry Patterson had went down with that ankle mm-hmm. with that ankle injury if I'm not mistaken, and Juice Scrubs came right in and it seemed like he did not miss a beat outside of that that subpar debut he had. And subpar is better than terrible. So, you know, shout out to that man and you know, I'm 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 just hoping to your point, John that this offensive line gets healthy. However, Mm -hmm. there are a couple conversations I want us to revisit tomorrow in terms of how can this offensive line get better and what should they do? Because, look, the one thing that I will say when it comes to draft and free agency, local media coverage is important because I can't tell you how many times I've seen a national mock draft and they had the Houston Texans drafting a tackle. Look, we are not nowhere in the Texans' war rooms as of right now. We don't know who is on their draft board. But I guarantee you, at pick number 23, even if they trade back, at pick number 33, 34, 35, 40, whatever it's going to be, a tackle, an offensive lineman, is not going to be the Houston Texans' first pick of the 2024 NFL Draft. But, it's like that because they actually have some talent and potential there, but we got to discuss what is going to be the best situation for this offensive line moving forward with the talent that's already in-house.
0: Yeah, they've been doing that for the last three years. Maybe it was – he was supposed to draft Iki kwanu
1: Yeah, with the number three pick.
0: Yeah, thank you all for Derek Singley. Thank you guys <laughs> for watching and listening today's episode – to today's episode. To today's episode. Uh, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnTexas. And shoot me a follow as well at John underscore Hickman 12.
1: And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.